Hello and welcome to this, the third edition of RPO Extra, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra podcast. RPO Extra is a podcast series bringing you news of the orchestra, concerts and recordings, interviews with the team and soloist performers, as well as music from one of the most accomplished orchestras anywhere in the world. In this edition, we highlight the life and times of another composer featuring in RPO performances. That's Felix Mendelssohn. How does the RPO go about deciding which music to include in its concerts across the country? I've been talking to concert director Louise Badger, who decided against a life on stage for herself. I've also been talking to RPO flautist Joe Marsh about life with the orchestra, as well as juggling her onstage role with something rather more personal. Well, we, we very much are a family, actually, which sounds really corny. But, I mean, I spend more time with my colleagues in the RPO than I do with my own family, that's for sure. But that's all still to come on RPO Extra. <laughs> Felix Mendelssohn was born in Hamburg in 1809. The son of a banker, he's renowned for being a romantic star of the orchestral world. If you've ever joined in with Hark the Herald Angels Sing at Christmas, well, you've performed his melody. Felix was a child prodigy. Between the ages of 12 and 14, he wrote no less than 12 string symphonies, as well as a number of chamber works. His first work, a piano quartet, was published when he was just 13. In 1824, he wrote his first symphony for full orchestra in C minor, aged 15. Resident in the UK for a time, an English heritage blue plaque commemorating the fact was put up at number 4 Hobart Place in Belgravia in 2013. Schumann wrote of Mendelssohn that he was the Mozart of the 19th century, the most brilliant musician, the one who most clearly sees through the contradictions of the age and for the first time reconciles them. While married, Mendelssohn fell passionately in love with the Swedish soprano Jenny Lind, played by Rebecca Ferguson in the recent film The Greatest Showman. The relationship ran deep. And after Mendelssohn's death from a stroke at the age of just 38, she set up the Mendelssohn Scholarship Foundation in his memory. As well as being a prodigious composer and performer in his own right, Mendelssohn was also an excellent watercolour painter. Some of his sketches from a trip to Italy and which inspired his Italian Symphony No. 4 have survived. They're on display at the Library of Congress in Washington. Appreciation for Mendelssohn's work has developed significantly in recent years. A large proportion of Mendelssohn's 750 works still remained unpublished as late as the 1960s, but most of them have now been made available. He's frequently performed by the RPO. Quite the romantic, and not just through his composition. Felix Mendelssohn, and just fading away, his fourth symphony, Italian. I must go and have a look at that blue plaque in Belgravia sometime. Next on RPO Extra, we turn the spotlight in on some of the behind-the-scenes work of the orchestra. In our last podcast, we talked about the nation's love of orchestral music and how it consumes it. But when it comes to RPO concert programmes, who decides what's going to be played and why? 
These were just some of the questions that I put to the RPO's concert director, Louise Badger, recently, in front of a live pre-concert chat audience. I started, though, by asking if Louise herself is a musician.
That's the RPO's concert director, Louise Badger. RPO Extra gives us a prime opportunity to highlight the work of the people who actually make the music that you hear, and this time it's the turn of flautist Joanna Marsh. Recently I caught up with Jo during rehearsals for an upcoming performance, and she told me about some of her off-stage activities. Within the orchestra, I'm actually part of the Benevolent Fund, so that it's a very nice job because I get to um, basically give out checks to people when they're poorly, which is lovely. People don't expect that of an orchestra. They think that you just turn up, rehearse, yeah. tune up as we can hear with the yes, harp in the background yes. right now. Tell me about the benevolent work that the orchestra does do. Well, it, it's a, a fantastic... Um, we're so lucky to have this um, sort of trust or fund um, so, and it's for our members the orchestra and um, so if, if anybody is off ill um, they come and approach me and they tell me they've missed how many days and I you know, give them money to support them um, but within the orchestra I must say it's a real community feel um, and yeah, you do always feel that people are looking out for you and it, it's really nice that it, it, we can actually offer some financial support and that sort of flies in the mm-hmm. face of what people might otherwise expect because mm-hmm. an audience, uh, an orchestra is fundamentally a group of individuals who yes. come together yes. to play music. So th- yeah. the process of being part of an orchestral family is mm-hmm. surely at, w- at least one step removed, isn't it? Well, we, we very much are a family, actually, which sounds really corny. But, I mean, I spend more time with my colleagues in the RPO than I do with my own family, that's for sure. I mean, uh, the last 16 days, we have literally been all over the place. We've been to Scunthorpe, Windsor, Munich, you know, just to name a few places. And, um, you know, when you're you're sort of sitting with and travelling with all all these um, colleagues, they do become good friends. And um, I do feel very lucky to be um, amongst, amongst friends as well as them being fabulous musicians. You're a flautist. Mm-hmm. Um, the flute rarely yeah. uh, gets a position where it is loud within an orchestra. And if we look at the, yeah. where, where the, or, the yes. way the orchestra yeah. is arranged, how on earth do you manage to make your voice heard? What is the role of a flute in an orchestra? Well, actually, often the role of the flute is to be a bird. <laughs> you know, at some point... Um, Although I'm not quite sure tonight, actually. No, I think it's an exception tonight. But it it is very common for us to be chirping away in the background, providing um, bird um, noises, you know, from the composers like Beethoven right through to sort of obviously the most famous Peter and the Wolf, Carnival of the Animals. Um, But I think the flute is is often, um, you know, given beautiful melodies. You know, we soar across the orchestra, usually with violins. Uh, It's a lovely instrument, Uh, you know top of the um, woodwind section it's lovely why the flute for you though James Galway um, when I was uh, about seven years old James Galway used to um, do a Saturday evening television program with guests and I just used to think he was wonderful and um, when I grew up I was going to be a flute player like James Galway um, unfortunately I have not got a gold flute <laughs> yet still, no still only playing on silver but um, yes he was definitely my role model so that must mean that you've got an attitude towards the arts for the future and the future of music making through the next generation. Yes, absolutely. I'm passionate about um, taking music into schools and um, I am really, really enthusiastic about bringing youngsters into our audience. Um, I've got two kids who are both members of the National Youth Orchestra of Great Britain and um, in association with them, the RPO has 
allowed um, NYO members to come to our concerts for free, which is brilliant. And not just in London, um, we, we give tickets out to members of the NYO um, in all our provinces as well. So if they live near Scunthorpe, they can come to Scunthorpe. Um, I'm also very involved with Resound, which is our education um, side of the orchestra. And again, it's fantastic. We go to schools, we go to prisons, we go into um, hospitals working with stroke patients. I think the RPO really is an orchestra for, for people, you know, not just people who are passionate about classical music. I think we really go out there and, and try and get a new audience. All right, well, you are the teacher. Let's have something from you. James Galway would love that. (laughs) Thank you very much, John. (laughs) That's Joe Marsh. We've spoken to strings, wind, guests and conductors from the RPO family. So we're next for the RPO Extra roving microphone. Stay with us for future editions of the podcast. That's all for this edition of RPO Extra, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra podcast. In this episode, you heard the orchestra playing Mendelssohn's Fourth Symphony, the Italian Symphony. You also heard Ralph Vaughan Williams, Fantasia on a theme by Thomas Tallis, and Rossini's Italian girl in Algiers, The Overture. For lots more about the work of the orchestra, both on and off stage, just go to the website www.rpo.co.uk. Until next time, thanks for listening.